Welcome back, everybody. Most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as dang it, the microphone. <gasps> Let me plug in the microphone. Oh no! Wild. I noticed with my one with Joe though. Am I still sounding sultry? Welcome back, everybody. Most awesome brand and a sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 231 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. And with me, as always, Trapper Keeper Choice. Most awesome. Ooh, Trapper Keepers were the business. Oh, man. All about that. I mean, talk a little bit. I know we'll get into it because your kids is back to school time. It's that session. Was there anything more exciting than picking out that trap? Ooh, more, more exciting. Yeah. See, I was big on the first day oh. outfit. Like that okay. was, yep. that was me getting my steez on fucking mm-hmm. Really rocking that big dog sweatshirt, right? <laughs> sure. Something yeah. sick coming out with some Z Cavaricis. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I had my lucky t-shirt oh, with the matching lucky. flannel over the top of it. Just a little hint of the same color to let them know that I give a shit. I'm paying attention. Yeah, paying attention. Right. Have it all laid out. Uh, there's still the tags on it. I don't want to take the tags off until the night before, just in case. I don't know if it's size change or something. I was always like really last second popping those tags off. Oh, which is that's a that's a fucking risky move right there, too, because yeah. do you remember when they started rolling out the tags and then you got that like almost invisible translucent sticker with the sizes on there? Yep, 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 Nothing yep, yep, fucking yep. ruins an outfit like getting caught with the uh, the large sticker like posted up on your like side of your sleeve. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's playing your hand a little bit too. Because yep. out of some of those stores, you know, like it's just like, oh, you definitely see the Arizona on there. And it's just like, oh, we got a JC Penny shop on our hands. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to dig for that information a little bit. It's just like those could right. be lucky jeans. It was diesel. What are we talking about? It's just like, ooh, we're doing, yeah, the, uh, was Z Cavariches? <laughs> yeah, Z Cavariches. Yeah, yeah. Those were, those were big. That was a little predate. Yeah, those are big. Era. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, oh, definitely the brand. Yes. Definitely like, oh, I think that that's, is that that's L- Levos Lovas jeans? That's yeah. not the same as what it is. Like those yeah, are knockoff Levi's. Yeah, oh, there's, yeah, there's Levi's. There's like Lee. There was Lee. Yeah, you can hide yes. hide a little bit. Yeah, if you had it like on Wrangler, some some mm-hmm. just generic dungarees. Yep. Yeah, now I rock those all day. Definitely do it. Yeah. Well, who who cares about like? Well, first off, now there's like everyone and their mothers in the like clothing game. But yeah, why? First off, jeans we don't need any more fancy stuff on them. Get, get a couple different iterations of jeans and be done with it. I don't need like, you know, some, I can't wear some fit. So don't wear that. I don't need boot cut jeans. I don't need, you know, I just need regular jeans. Just give me regular jeans. I have to part with you at this exit. Cause I'll still oh. rock some, I'll go a little, I'll go a little tight on the legs, but also like if you had to cover like a spectrum of leg thickness you have at the bottom, I mean, at the very bottom, you got your boy Brandana. Right. And then you're going to go through the whole gamut of sizes, yes. all the sizes. And then on you're going to, you're going to pass opposite. through what's humanly possible <laughs> in your mind. Yeah. You're going to pass through Brandon's arms. Mm-hmm. You're going to pass through your arms. And then on the other end of that spectrum, we're going to, we're going to link up with your legs, which yes. is, yeah, you don't want to, there is no, we're creating a slim fit out of anything we throw on. This is so true. Yes. Like- <laughs> Loose cut is potentially slim fit. 
Yeah. So let's not play around. Well, you know, it's a perfect fit, guys. That's episode 231. I want to try this on. Take it out for a walk. Guys, we got a jam-packed podcast. We're doing rip from the headlines. We're doing fantasy football. We're going to do a little mock draft. Try to get through the first four rounds, see how that looks. Uh, We are going to do MAB fixes. John Bernthal exposure. That's right. Deep dive here. I'm a little little concerned. Mm. I want to pitch a little salt to my boy, Most Awesome, see if he's noticed what I've been noticing to our boy, the Bernthal. Um, And then we're going to hit the inbox. Got a couple emails there. Doing Neapolitan Showdown, we're doing top bar movies. That is from emailer the pod banger. Sent that in, so we jump on that. Then Brandon, a gambling corner. This is segment six of eight. We're over in the AFC. We did the AFC West last year. We're going to get this done in time. This week, we are doing the AFC East over under. And then we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Rip from the headlines. Doing a mock draft. Why we talk about that this week, brother? Oh, because everyone in that late August, Ooh. mid to late August draft kind of realm here we are. We're getting ready. We're getting ready to fucking play fantasy football again. It's back. It is. And I think we're in the heart of, again, I, I want to circle back at just like the state of fantasy football. I'll keep it super short. And we talked a little bit about it, but just on the macro, like nobody's adding leagues, you know, right? Like nobody's just like, man, like still get me in one more league. Probably if anything, people might be shedding a couple leagues. Where are we with like the average NFL fan and fantasy football? Are they a little less engaged? Is it a little like, like age interest, do you fade out like the little older you get? Like, because I've also noticed it's, I, I kind of bring it up with this. It's just like, is our league the league that won't be named the only one that's having problems like lining up drafting? <laughs> I mean, are we just getting into that age where it's just like, you know, schedules and vacations and kids and everything? Like, it's really like, it is a tough putt to get like 12 people, 14 people available at the same time. Yeah. That is, uh, so in, in my, brother-in-law who is four or five years older than me so him and his buddies have been doing a, a league that shall be not named on their level for quite some time but dating back to when they were you know mid to late 20s and it is definitely now like they all still participate they all still do it but the draft is like there's there's a there's a few uh dnps on that yeah. draft you know just can't fucking make it work or you know life kids all the rest of this stuff uh, it, you know, fantasy football for multiple leagues, definitely like a young man's game, right? Are we, yep. you know, this is a, I'm, I'm just casting a fucking wide shot. I've got limitless time on my hands and I don't care if I'm in four fantasy football leagues or five fantasy football leagues. I think it's insane. Cause I feel like the more leagues you win, the less likely you are to like be happy about any given outcome. Yeah, you're spread. Yeah, you're super spread. Then that's why if you are rocking multiple leagues, they like I think even in the beginning it was just like yes, yes, yes. Like you just want, you know, it felt like the park was closing down and you want to get like one last thing in or just kind of like get your hands mm-hmm. on what you could or grab it. And now it's just like, 
you know, there's a reason to have like two or three leagues deep. It's just like, oh, this one's, you know, this one's a dynasty. This is like, you know, friends and family league. And it's just like, this one's like an auction or something, or this is like, you know, this is like a money league. So it's, yep. it's very rarely, it seems from what I've heard, it's just like, you know, not a lot of people are rocking those like three or four, like reset every year, 12 teams, like uh, my friends work league. And then my other friends work league and that it seems to just become the decline. That is interesting too. It's like, I think we are also at the age where, everyone's fantasy league is pretty much buttoned up right mm-hmm. very very few like what you would think the other other direction is is like you think like oh man so and so old john he can't get on board anymore so we, we got to find one uh one more and we're scrambling amongst our network to find one more uh i feel like everyone's like this is my fantasy league i'm not going yeah. anywhere i'm not changing anything leave me alone yeah, that's why I'm like, it kind of feels like detrimental. If someone drops out of a league, it's just like, well, should we like drop one more person? It's just like, I don't know, is this existing what? more? <laughs> like, we bring some we have speed. We just blow it um, up. I guess we'll all just walk away. I don't know. All right. So, if you guys aren't skipping this portion, it maybe means that you still have at least one fantasy football league floating around. Um, mm-hmm. Let's kind of fly through. I think if little reaches on either side, we can ask ourselves kind of why we're thinking, why we dig a little bit, but let's just see how these top 12 teams shape out. Maybe we can do a little screen grab and share it with the audience mm-hmm. um i'll let you start buddy we'll just go back and forth um, can, can i'm sharing get, my screen with him yeah can All we right. get a little definition of uh of uh points scoring just so we know standard scoring or we're we going points per reception what are we looking at here um yeah i'll go let's go ppr let's do the ppr it seems to be you know anytime we can get more points it's leaning that way and i, I do like how the ppr balances out the it makes you make tough decisions about you know like a second running back versus like a wr3 that makes it a little bit more interesting to me bolster it seems to bolster up uh tight end value too where is needed so mm-hmm. yeah i would PPR. agree ppr yeah, i like it good. i think everyone's on that path uh so i have the i have the first overall pick yeah buddy Beautiful. Um, and I think this probably goes in most people's drafts. I, I would, I would assume it's, it's going to be the number one or consensus number one or pretty close up there. So I'm going to with Jonathan Taylor running back Colts. Give me some of that, that volume that Jonathan Taylor is, is going to be in there. Matt Ryan at quarterback. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, we've got, uh, you know, yeah, the Colts have had what, like six quarterbacks in the last five years or five quarterbacks in the last five years. I like Matt Ryan the most since Andrew Luck had left. And even then that was a little sketchy because he's come back off of an injury. Um, I think this is going to be a good season for Jonathan Taylor. And uh, we know he's going to get goal line touches. Give me some of that, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I think that's pretty, uh, especially with his performance last year, he seems to be, um, you know, still kind of on the upswing where he doesn't have a little bit more of a fear, which I think you might end up having when you start looking uh i know we'll get into derrick henry but for me derrick henry is just like you're kind of always on with those many carries and that much work like when are these guys going to kind of just like drop off but jonathan taylor not there yet i like that number one um so me with the number two pick uh i'm going to go delvin cook i mean it's a little homer like pick right there i like their offense this year uh with their change in Head coach, are we like leaning on it, catching up balls, take advantage of that PPR? I like him at two. I had him at two, too, on my board. My little, I did a little top 12 board. I had him on at number two. Delvin Cook, I like, yes. Um, I think uh, the only thing is just slight injury concern. If you're taking yeah. Delvin Cook that high, you want to make sure you get Matt, Madison, there, that little handcuff action right there, probably in some of the 9, 10, 11 rounds, somewhere in there when people are bouncing out there 
their their bench there. But definitely, I would look to. I like Dalvin Cook this year. I love too. Ooh, okay. Third slot number one. So I, this might get a little guff from some people with some of the wide receivers that are out there, but still, um, I think the Steelers are improved this year offensively. Even though I know Big Ben's gone, excuse me. Um, so I'm going Najee Harris. Give Najee me some Harris, Najee okay. Harris. I like this. 370 touches last year as a rookie. Um, we know offensively they've they've got some wide receivers. I think the offensive line is gonna is a little bit improved here. So I, I like him. Plus he's gonna be pass catching out of the back backfield. And I don't know who's really gonna be, you know, taking touches away from Najee Harris. Najee Harris, I like it too. And it's like it's I mean, it's just second year guy. It's youth get a root for youth before there's kind of the injury because i think right now we're getting to like kind of this collection of a little bit of guys that have been doing a little longer injury concern which is um just to show my hand a little bit on this fourth spot you know people start saying like christian mccaffrey is dropping a little bit uh right here you could kind of reach for your first wide receiver i don't quite have the stones just especially because you know root true like just bell carrying running back teams seem to be a little rare so if i get the opportunity in the first round i want to take it so i'm going with austin eckler in the fourth spot we are four for four yeah four for four i had eckler at that spot you know again the volume right you've got questions on the backup isaiah spiller joshua kelly you know and uh, an office that's going to be cooking for sure for sure the only thing again is is like durability but I think he's one of those guys in like a Camara thing where it's the cumulative touches between receptions and, you know, he's not going to run for a thousand yards. Potentially he could run for, you know, 900 yards and have, you know, uh, you know, 75 catches and another eight, 900 yards and receiving and, you know, six or seven receiving touchdowns. So I, I really like Austin Eckler in that four spot. All right. So here's, here's at number four where I'm looking at it and you mentioned a couple of the wide receivers. So at five, I'm looking at, you've got Cooper cup and Justin Jefferson, right? You're, you're much ballyhooed. When do you think that potentially two Vikings offensive players since like, (sighs) since when, I don't know who, since like Robert Smith and maybe Randy Moss way back in the day, potentially being in like the top five, fantasy football players it's been a long time since the Vikes have had two juggernaut offensive weapons yeah i was just trying to think like uh adrian peterson and randy moss they didn't really have an overlap right uh no 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 yeah that'd have to be yeah so it'd have to be like robert smith chris carter like or yeah like randy moss or something like that like yeah chris carter is a good one i see this is the thing is is i go cooper cup or jefferson and i'm gonna go with jefferson on the upside because i just don't know if cup is going to be able to have literally the the same output that he did before i think jefferson is still kind of on that upswing uh, i'm going to actually even against myself here in this but i want to get another viking in the top five let's go vikes let's go vikes i love it um i'm going to follow your lead on this it feels still at six for a little bit of a stretch for deandre swift um i feel if i go for these other running backs that are available that people haven't projected up here again McCaffrey, henry i just feel like that's to me just crossing my fingers, hoping something doesn't fuck up and they do well. I just think it's a safer, more exciting pick at the sixth spot to go with Cooper Cup. Yeah, I would say this is if you're in the sixth spot getting Cooper Cup, you're got to be pretty fucking stoked, right? Looking at this at the way the board dropped up, sitting at it six, is, you're, yeah, 
you're, you're also you're kind of in the middle so you need to steer yeah. a lot of stuff i mean there's this guy you know he's going to be in staying healthy and you know like top four uh like just possession receivers, like uh, just receptions. So you definitely get, get those numbers to work. Yeah. And I think at six, if you get Cooper cup, you could be on the, like on the rebound, you could be looking at like an Aaron Jones, maybe even like a Camara in that spot in that mid round two, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, it's not it. like you're going to not get a running back or all the running backs are going to be gone. Um, I still think you, now you just kind of balance out that spot there at, at six. So at seven, this is where I get a little, you know, you mentioned Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah we're getting, we're getting to that territory of just like forced value, you know, like you're yeah. getting top four guy. If these guys perform like they're projected to perform, like, you know, shit, like you got like, you know, top, top three in position, but it's just like, it's like, you're just crossing your finger that they can stay healthy. Yeah. And so here's, is, do you do something crazy and shake it up? Yes. Do you go? Yeah, I think I think that's what you do. Man, I don't know if I want to pull the trigger this early, but let's fucking let's fucking go because we came to play. We came to play. We came to play, and we're gonna go out there. We're gonna go on the first tight end off the board. We're going Travis Kelsey, okay, Kansas City. I know this yeah. might be a little high. This might be a little crazy because I I really haven't thought this through that much, <laughs> but yeah. I do like that's consistency. I do like. I know exactly what I'm getting with this guy. And then coming on the back end of round two, if we're doing a snake draft, I know I'm catching any one of those running backs or potentially a wide receiver that's hanging in there, a CD lamb, a Devonte Adams that I could be getting, but let me lock in consistent guy that I know is going to be producing at a high level and potentially could just be Mahomes like red zone safety, safety net. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's still, plateauing would be strong and even if he has plateaued like these are still great numbers that kelsey's going to be putting up yeah it's just very interesting i mean one of the biggest off-season buzz is just you know hill moving uh on and then just how this new offensive just game plan for the chiefs are going to look now that they're you know not stretching it out and it does feel like a lot more of just we're getting crazy. You know, I think the knee jerk is just like, Oh, like Hill's gone. But when you really look at it, it's just like, Oh, is Mahomes actually going to be able to just kind of relax into more of an offense that he wants to run, which is going to be mm-hmm. kind of more options and then pulling that attention and then going to a safety blanket. Kelsey, I love it. Especially like in a PPR right there and get your guy, you know, like, again, like it's mm-hmm. cheesy, cheesy thing to say, but you're here in the middle. So Kelsey, somebody you like you might as well just grab him. I mean, why give him up later in this round? Just because you're like a tight end hey, exactly. uh, on, on the eighth. I'm still going to, I'm still letting, Christian McCaffrey free fall uh, a little early for me on Swift, even though like, I love those lines so much. Derek Henry. I mean, I just got to do the math. I'm going to take Jamar chase. I think Ooh. young fun uh, looked really good last year. And I still want to get, you know, wide receiver a little early on Mixon. And I, I just think that I love the chemistry there with the young quarterback could be an offense. It's really fun to watch. This is interesting. I had Jamar just outside of my top 12. My biggest fear is, is kind of when you dig deep into his numbers is how much of it was related on like big play, like deep bombs. Like a lot of his scoring was, is he going to get that again this year? Kind of felt like he caught some people, um, you know, just with speed and some of the plays that they ran. Is he going to be able to produce that same level? I hope so, because um, I'm I'm keeping him as a keeper in one of my other leagues. But that being said, 
I like it, but I'm a little nervous. See, this is the nervous yeah. territory for me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little nervous. Again, this is, you know, I we both have different strategies. You will dig for value. Like I like to defer to sexy. Like if I'm going yes. to not win the league, like I want to have fun doing it. <laughs> and it's yeah, just yeah. like the bur- burrow to chase is that's good time. Good time. Good, good time. Good so time. so here's here's where I'm coming. I'm going back. I'm going back to the old consistency mantra. Uh at nine. I like this receiver. I like this offense still. Uh, with uh, Josh Allen and all the bevy of running backs that they have. Give me a Stefan Diggs, wide receiver. Stefan Diggs, I, yep, that's great. I mean, I kind of have, you know, really Chase Diggs and Adams. Like, I, it's really hard for, like, depending yeah. on what day you wake me up, I could rank those in any order. Yes, Devontae Adams, the biggest X factor right now at this time is I'm not 100% certain of, like, chemistry and fit with Josh McDaniel's Raiders offense. So maybe foolishly, I'm downgrading Adams above even Chase and Stefan Diggs right now, just because of the simple fact that I don't know what they're going to look like together. I know what I know what individually he can do, yeah. but uh, what's the what's the catch up factor for them to like kind of figure each other's rhythms and you know idiosyncrasies? So give me something at this level at nine. Give me something a little bit more. And at nine, I'm probably also looking at like a zero running back. Cause I'm coming back at like, what is that? 15. I might be, I might still be able, you know, Adams might still be there or like a Tyree killer. Mike Evans might be there too. So. Yeah. yeah I'm going to take Devonte Adams right here at 10, Ooh. just to kind of talk about a little bit. Like I see what you're saying. It just, it's, there's a little bit, I like Carr when he has something to prove, like these guys wanted to yep. get together. You know, there's that Ooh. hall of fame shit going around like in the off season and stuff. And it's just like, People seem to like to rally around Carr. That offense is quietly just because it's getting so overshadowed in that, you know, AFC West. Like a lot, lot of things cooking. I, I think Devontae Adams is getting to give more space. Like it's I like him right here. I really think that they could become a tandem and really try to try to introduce themselves on a scene to be up there on par to know, you know, like the uh the cousins Jeffersons, the uh Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs partnerships. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, like you said, those are all like you said, those are all very good reasons to take Devonte Adams, and we know him to be everyone says universally best route running wide receiver in the league. Something to prove, a little chip on his shoulder. Still got a little youth under his his belt, uh, wanting to prove that big contract. So I like it. And now, if I'm at number eleven, I'm, and I'm, times there are changing. Just to update the party and yeah. talk fast, running back not running back selected with the first four picks, not a running back sent. It's been all pass catch, all wide receiver except for Travis Kelsey right there at seven. And here's where I'm going. If I'm at 11 in this draft, the way this draft is shaking out, I'm sprinting to the podium right now because I I, not, I need to get me a little Devonte or excuse me, DeAndre Swift. Sorry, sorry, DeAndre. Didn't mean to didn't mean to butcher your name right there. DeAndre Swift. I'm running here. You know, first off, loving loving what I'm seeing on Hard Knocks from him and yeah. um, Deuce Staley just really pumping them up right there and kind of threatening to talk about a little, you know, thousand yard rushing thousand yard receiving goal. I like that. Give that to me with uh, Deandre Swift. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I, I love that. Especially if you have a lions fan sitting there at 11 or someone that has an HBO max account and has been checking out hard knocks. Like it'll, <laughs> it'll definitely be there. Uh, when was the last uh, Detroit running back who hasn't disappointed or really just kind of had like that bell cow status. 
It's been a beat, right? It's been a beat. I mean, Reggie Bush was there. I think he was the last one to finish. Wait, was he the last one to finish with a thousand yards as a running back? I mean, obviously the last to disappoint would be Barry Sanders. I mean, that would be, that's the obvious answer. Oh yeah. Everything else has been a disappointment since. Uh, All right. So I'm right here on the horn. I mean, there's just like a lot of different ways you can go. I think I'm going to, I'm going to say, come at me. I'm going to go with just a pair of just ball catching backs, just right there. Rapid fire back to back pick 12 and 13 give me christian mccaffrey and alvin Kamara. Ooh, i love this yeah you almost like that this is this almost pick is just like i'm giving my team an identity you know and my identity mm-hmm. is just like you know obviously like uh health is on there but it's like i'm gonna take a little bit of gamble and it's just like these are two guys where you know you could turn on the tv and be like holy shit you know it's just like buck 20 like two touchdowns and just like you know 35 yards receiving on like four like it just could really add up pretty quick so it'd be fun to watch. Um, yes, I, I like that bang bang. Are we going through or continue to draft them? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's finish the second round and then we'll do the. We'll we'll finish the second round and we'll do round three and four next week. Gotcha. Okay. So eleven. I'm coming back with eleven, and I'm looking at the board here. You know, a lot of wide receivers are gone. Yeah. You know. could I, could your pick your back-to-back RBs really throw me into a tizzy? I think it's going to, because I think I'm going to go, I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally do this, but he's hanging out there. I like the offense. We mentioned chemistry. He can catch the balls. Give me Cincinnati's Joe Mixon running back. Okay. I'm going to follow suit. Yeah, it, it feels like a lot of people can be a little bit just like gun shy on Joe Mixon. What is about him? I know I think it came up a little bit on uh, Joe's board from the fantasy booth last week that when we had him on the pod. But what is about Mixon? I mean, is it just kind of that Cincinnati style of offense where like the running backs never just they're they're quietly good? Like is Mixon just not as good as we're thinking? Like where is he? Is he like top like bottom tier two? Like what do you like about this guy? What do you not like? I think. I think universally, wherever he's been drafted, he's always disappointed because he's always on that fringe end of round one because there's no real competition for Mixon at running back in Cincinnati. We haven't really yeah. seen like a, a a guy that's taking carries away from him. So it's like he just kind of like vanishes at times, uh, but shows shows flashes of like a big game here or there, but not not too much. And I can't remember from Joe's thing. Shame on me, audience. But did he have a pro or con for for Joe Mixon? Was he super consistent or not that consistent? I don't. Not remember. that consistent. Yeah, Fuck. it was actually like yeah. I was, I, I was like trying to remember. Awesome. I was like, is he? I thought I was like Joe was like, yeah, he's consistent. I know he came up in the pod. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm fucking slipping, yeah. folks. Yeah, I think that yeah, there's something like he was underscoring it because I'm I remember to me it making sense like I always pass on, but I think you make a great point. Like he is just he's a not like non sharing back but just on a shitty team that's not taking advantage of or a good team i mean they they went to the super bowl but just for like running backs like for whatever reason like it just doesn't seem to to gather traction there seems to be kind of like right in between tier one and tier two um all right circling back to um pick number 10 Devontae adams wide receiver oh this is kind of fun like we line up on the same ones yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i already got i already got my wide receiver in Devontae adams are you gonna do it i think for value i'm gonna take derrick henry 
Yeah, I knew. I was like, ooh. Got yeah, to. I mean, it's eventually, like, it starts getting um, – I mean, especially if you have a wide receiver, which I see everyone that not like he would come back to me anyway, but it's just like Derrick Henry still just, like, a really exciting running back to watch. And it's just like it, and it, you know, if there's, you know, it's kind of like Adrian Peterson coming back from that ACL and he just healed so fast and nobody could believe it. If there's anybody that can, you know, shake this curse of approaching 30 or, you know, like having all those touches, I think it'd be Derrick Henry. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree. And he's built differently than every other running back. So mm-hmm. maybe if anything, he's coming back a little rejuvenated after some, some time off. So I'm here at nine, Stefan Diggs. I'm probably with just the the kind of running back landscape that's out there. I know there's a bit of a timeshare with Dylan and AJ Dylan in Green Bay, but I still think value wise where he's at in that tier mid tier two, tier three running back, you know, or just fantasy player overall, we're kind of looking at Aaron Jones. Give me Aaron Jones running back. Okay. Now I got my wide receiver. Yep. My running back. And I think I think running backs start to it gets really dicey and questionable past this point. So I'd be foolish not to grab him here. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think this is kind of uh again, you're taking one last look on playing classic fantasy football if you have a wide receiver already, like trying to get a running back. And if you don't, you're kissing it goodbye. And then you're just setting yourself up for a waiver wire, crossing your fingers with a handcuff, which is why at eight with Jamar Chase, uh, we're going to take a page from the same book. Uh, hopefully he comes back, helps the thing. This running back obviously could be top five if he's playing all games. We're going to Saquon Barkley. Oh, beast. yeah. Beast. I like, I, I, I like the value here at what would be what is that 13, 14, 15, 16, 17? Yeah. 17th right? overall. I like this value for him mid second round. You're not, you, you need him to be, you know, average. That's what we're looking for. Give me average. I don't yeah. need you to fucking be a home run every time. Yeah. And if you have, if you have a running back here already, like, you know, you're going wide receiver, you know, you Barkley could fall a little bit more, but I think, um, I think it's okay sometimes to be like, all right, give me a number one running back because I have my receiver. And at least I'm going in this year. I can't control health, like knock on wood, like a WR1 a W, and a running back one. Absolutely. So now we're sitting here. I took the big gamble at seven. Travis Kelsey yeah. blew up in my face. The yeah, I don't think you, I was just going to say, I was like, you kind of hate this turn, right? If you, yeah. if you do that. The, this, the fucking four, four running backs, <laughs> five running backs at the top of Mark, the first, second, rather. Stack, stack Mark, Mark Andrews. Which Fuck. Is Fuck. I'm punching, there. I'm punching the air right now. I've really, I've really fucked myself in this conversation because I'm, I'm staring at, Javante Williams? No, I, I'm not doing that. So you're just yeah, gonna have to fucking so. yeah, you're just gonna have to put your fucking big boy pants on. Um, and we're gonna have to go with a an offense that no one's really talking about, but it's got some juice with Dak Prescott. Zeke is there, but I don't know if I want to go with Zeke right here either, because then I'm kind of hitching my wagon to somebody I'm not 100 percent certain on. So give me a wide receiver, CD Lamb. Fuck it, let's go. He's okay. gonna be their number one guy. Uh, I feel I feel happy that I get this wide receiver at this level here. Maybe not so thrilled when it's uh, not paired with another running back or, or, or wide receiver. 
yeah, so this will be a good follow-up because I think you can't really value this team yet because it is like obviously like a you know a great receiver of the NFC on on a team that's not afraid to throw it. Right. But then also you have Travis Kelsey who could rack up like a lot of possessions. So it's just going to be interesting to see how you start to kind of got an eye on this team number seven. Just you kind of building out your backfield and how you're going to fill that out. Um, number six, Cooper Cup wide receiver is what we have so far. So, you know, looking to a running back kind of facing the same thing, but I think I'd go for like a little bit deeper of a dive on an offense, uh, especially that, you know, not necessarily, at least for the first three quarters of the season really have, you know, a throwing offense you can depend on. And it seems like they're trying to move who was taking a little bit of the goal line touches. I'm talking about Nick, Nick Chubb at a Cleveland right here. I mm. think go a little deep, grab him. What's your problem? What's your negatives for Nick Chubb? Why did you last round decide to go with CD lamb instead of taking, taking a chance on Chubb who was, you know, finishing, uh, you know, at least first round and a half last year. Just a ton, ton of question marks, right? I mean, obviously the quarterback, you know, we know Deshaun Watson suspended for 11 games. We got, you know, uh, Jacoby Brissett, right? That's their backup yeah. quarterback. Now here's the thing is, is if they pull off the trade, for Jimmy G, which has been kind of flirted around at this moment in time, you're, you're stoked. Cause now you have like a confident, you know, high average, uh, quarterback. That's going to keep defensive honest, honest. Hey, Kevin, real, real fast. Can I change my position on Jimmy G? Is it too late? I know like three podcasts. I was going pretty heavy on him. <laughs> I, all this news coming out. I didn't realize as soon as he's like, signed his contract he just started responding to like all front office like new phone who dis like, yeah, just, yeah, right. like just ghosting everybody like not aware of that i would like to slightly just kind of you know if i go that hard after um what's the kyler murray like obviously i feel like jimmy g had that like in spades even like a little harder on just like i'm not paying attention to shit now yeah it's Sorry, so bro, it's, no, no 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 that's great that's a great point because it's such a weird thing with jimmy g it's like that story couldn't have come out at like the worst time to like devalue an asset. It's like, oh, we're trying to trade this guy. Yeah. Oh, he's a fucking <laughs> yeah. big dickhead. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Um, but you know, you took Chubb. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's not, there's not some great. So two, it's just too many question marks for you. Like even if they're able to get rid of um, the XKCD guy. Yeah. Uh, Yes, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. You got the 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 share there too, and you know Stefanski, the offensive or the head coach, who's the offensive coordinator for the Vikes. Let's go Vikes. Um, let's go Vikes. Let's go Vikes. You know, I, he's going to want to run the ball for sure, but I just don't know if it's going to be in a like super timeshare. And you know, uh, I love Nick Chubb. I I do like Nick Chubb, but I just too many too many too much stuff swirling around. It's been a weird off season for him. Uh, I'm not buying the, the the Browns altogether, especially now uh, with everything going on with them. Now, number five, Justin Jefferson yeah. took him. Yeah. Speaking of Vikes, let's go. Um, so here's the thing, right? You, you kind of almost wonder. It's like there's a lot of really solid wide receivers still left. You got Mike Adams, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen. You got some guys out here. Yeah, but all these receivers you definitely have an opinion on. You know, you're picking your poison a little bit at this sure. point. Sure. I'll definitely let 
you know me, bro. I'm not afraid I know you. to voice what's in my heart, what's in my head. Okay. So I'll let you know what I think. When I do it? Yes. Right. <laughs> there is one. I don't know if you played the game Minesweeper before. There is one bomb waiting to blow up in your face that's around oh. this area. Ooh, shit. Terrifying. Uh-oh, terrifying. Um, well, I was looking at it and I was talking to my receiver. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. No, hold on now. I'm just I'm just scanning all the, the lists here that I have. Oh, Come on, God. computer. Uh oh. Come on, computer. Great pod. Great pod. Yep. Everyone loves when we Google pod. and click on stuff. Uh, all right, fucking give me fuck it. Let's do it. Let's go with give me Javante Williams Denver. All right. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. I said I said his name before. I didn't I didn't know uh if Javante is gonna be a great back, but I, I think second year push, you know, we got Mr. Unlimited in there, you know, wide receivers uh, yeah. there. So I think he's gonna get goal line touches this year. Yeah, it seems around the right spot to pick him. That it wasn't the bomb, like, eh? Know, that wasn't the bomb. That was not the bomb. No, no. I, I like that. I like that pick. I like Javante. You know, I had him in a dynasty league. I mean, I'm kind of excited to see how he develops. It'll be interesting. But, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, not afraid to take the pressure off his shoulder sometimes with a running game. But it'll just be interesting to see if that lines up with whatever the offensive game plan is. But I think it's a perfect spot, especially if you already have a wide receiver to do that. Uh, four spot, Austin Eckler running back. Is already who's on the team. So I'm definitely looking for a wide receiver. I want to avoid that time bomb. You know, we, we mentioned some of the names here, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Devo Samuel, all kind of in that same thing. I am going to maybe a little bit of a reach, but I just think exciting guy to watch, uh, especially if this quarterback that everybody's high on that I'm not high on kind of pans out. I'm going to Debo Samuel. Sign that big contract. EPR. Mm. It'll be a little part of the running game also. A little Swiss Army knife going the opposite way. You know, a, a wide receiver that's not afraid to take a ball, which means, you know, some of the goal line touchdowns still going to be there. I like this pick. I like this pick too. Um, usage will be interesting for him for sure. Cause you knew he wanted to get away from that whole wide back thing. Seemingly felt like he embraced it, you know, in the scene last season. But um, yeah, don't know how. how yeah, I wonder. Like, I, I feel like if you sign the dotted line too, you're kind of embracing wherever the mm-hmm. fuck they tell you to go. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So then I got Najee. I'm sitting here. There's some poison pills. Brandon has already warned me on. There's one big one, bro. One big one. Dude, I don't want you to bite it. I don't. I'm. A, I'm afraid. I'm so afraid, B. I'm afraid. For um, but again, at this point. Bottom, bottom two, I'm going to go consistency over everything. Give me Mike Evans, wide receiver, Tampa Bay. Is that the bomb? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Not at all. Okay. Um, yeah, obviously still going to be a target for Tom Brady. Tom Brady is still going to whip the ball around as long as he can. As soon as he shows up in Tampa Bay, who knows when that's going to be. Yeah, he's, he's all right. We're all right. Take advantage of uh, my, yeah. Yeah, I thought everybody like freaking out about this. I was just like, I was super simple. It's just like, I'm Tom Brady. I want you to just like... I'll book my plane ticket whenever we start playing football. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. don't worry about it. Kicks off like, don't sweat it at all. I'll just be staying here. Um, so Mike Evans, love that pick. So Naja Harris, uh, Mike Evans combo there. Is there a little health concern with Mike Evans? We're getting a little, little dust on the bottle, right? Get a little mileage. Yeah. But I mean, he's a big wide receiver. Uh, you know, I think he's got 
I think he's got a thousand yard receiving in every season he's played. Yeah. Right? And also like, I think, yeah, I think Tom Brady is still the favorite this year to have the most yardage. I think could that be right. Oh, Seems like from, uh, yeah, that, that would Passing be crazy. Yards, yeah. Passing yards. I, think yeah, so. I mean, it's interesting there. too. Yeah. He's had a thousand yard receiving in in every single game. He's only missed not started. Well, he's missed two. He's missed a handful of games. He's played all season. He's playing all 16 games, which you need him to play for, for the fantasy. Um, yeah. I like this guy. Give him. He's 28. He's still got a little, he, Mike Evans is one of those guys where it's like everyone has owned Mike Evans at one point. That's for sure. Yeah. And everybody felt like it was like the secret weapon. It never quite was. It was just yeah. like, yes. Finally. It's just like, hmm. yeah, good. Really good player. Yeah. All right. Really that. Um, all right. With the two spot, got Delvin cook. Uh, and then coming back, going to add Keenan Allen. That's right. Give me a little bit. Uh, now you're forcing. Now I feel like, now I feel like I know what the bomb is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keenan, I mean, this is again, like it's just a wide receiver with a young quarterback on a very potent offense. Like this is, this is an exciting common combination right here. You know, this is funny. I wouldn't want to flag this. Like, those early Austin Eckler choosers might have to, you know, have a backup plan because you could get forced into this pick a little bit that I don't think you want two chargers heading in there. No, 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 I don't. I would not want to hitch my yeah. way. Not, not just because I'm a big believer in fantasy diversity, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, if, if the chargers fucking put up 10 points one week, I don't want to just be like kicking myself because I have fucking Herbert Eckler and, and uh, Keenan Allen all on the same team. Yeah, you're not trying to be like the 09 Patriots where it's just like, yeah, just give me all no. the starting pages. You know, my first fantasy before I knew how to play fantasy football, I just got like a laptop and I'm doing it. I drafted all Vikings, like Dante, Dante Culpepper. <laughs> I was like, let's let's do this all. Didn't right. win a fucking game. No yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. it. Everybody's just like, what's happening? She's like, I love them. That's so, so that funny. That's so funny. <laughs> well, even so early on, you're like, I'm sexy over everything. Give me I, the I sexiest know, picks like, I know. It's just like the person that has the biggest fantasy team is the one with the actual like team yeah. base in reality because you winning anything is a fantasy. Um, all, right. all right, and let's finish out this segment. We're doing the first two rounds this week. We'll come back with round three and round four. Jonathan Taylor, one spot. Who are you going to team him up with? I feel like this might be the bomb, but I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill at this point. Boom. Is that the Boom. Bomb? Boom. Just d- destroyed this team with pick number two. Just Ugh. destroyed it. All right, oh, no. case four, case four, and I'll say case against Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill still, still got a little juice in the tank, a little something to prove. And I think Mike McDaniel, as we'll get into the AFC East talk, I think he's going to be a savvy guy. You got Daryl Bevel as the passing game coordinator. Plus, I'm a little, I'm, I think I'm a little, uh, I think I'm sipping a little Tua. I'm a little, I'm on. Yes, uh, give are. me T for Tua. Because we, we talked about it. So in our Dynasty League, I traded you Tua. You did. Uh, with the email of the year, I had email of the pot. I had a trade set up. I was just like, all right, this is going to get in play. So I just, I started making moves like two, three, and four before one got locked in. Stacking so, chess pieces. Yeah. So trade number one did not get locked in. So I kind of fucked myself, but you have. What was trade number one? I'm the pot. It's, can you divulge? Oh yeah, let me think. Um, no, it still it still might be active. I don't know if I can do like on the money. Yeah, because it okay. still it still might be a move. But uh, I think a lot of us were making. Obviously, a lot of us were making a move for Burrow. I tried to put some stuff together for Burrow. Yeah. So I thought I would have have a quarterback come my way. So I was like, I definitely don't need this. Lost to us. So it's just like now it's one of those things that retroactively rooting against them just because I, <laughs> I don't yes. want to like admit like how much I fucked myself over. But my point to my point about Tyreek Hill real fast on this is just like. 
obviously like a speedster obviously does his most damage just you know stretching out that defense and running down the field and if you don't have a quarterback that can get the ball to him like that is a fucking problem for a receiver like this and the biggest thing like we've seen plenty of very talented receivers just absolutely disappear with like mediocre quarterbacks and i think mm-hmm. that's the situation we have here mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, no, mm-hmm. um all right guys we'll post the first two rounds um on social media let us know what you think which team right now is kind of coming out of the gate being the strongest um all right it may be fixes john berthal overexposure all right bro you a john berthal head you a fan yeah well first off i always struggle to say his name it's burnt burnthal burnt berenthal berenthal yeah I, for the purpose of this podcast we're doing burnthal burnthal okay that's fine because yeah. i wouldn't know how to say but it we'll accept way. All. sure but i yeah I, yeah i like this cat right i like that uh love him Here's the things I like about this guy. Yeah. Got a really like solid face, like interesting face, right? I could watch this guy. I like that he is facial hair diverse. Yep. This guy can, this guy can, he can rock a mustache, beard, anything. I like that you can dress him up and you also can put him (laughs) in the gutter a little bit. This is what I like about this guy. Yeah. No, this is, this guy. Yeah. I didn't, there's sometimes there's, actors that you learn their names a little bit earlier than you think you would and this guy just got on my radar because he like popped up in a few things it was like starting to cross over and it was just like oh man like i'm seeing like uh, i know like a lot of people remember like walking dead that yes, might have been that's where like, that's where i first remember meeting him because back when i used to watch walking dead i was like oh yeah that, that was a guy yeah yeah, but he like slowly just kind of shows up in all these movies I've seen. And then you just kind of like, you start to put the finger on it. It's like, I remember him from The Wolf of Wall Street. And it was like one mm-hmm. of my favorite parts of Wolf of Wall Street before I actually knew his name in it. And then let me just go through, you know, it's funny is he does overlap another movie that you and I have both talked about. We're on opposite ends of the spectrum on this movie. It was my recommendation to you that I think I got put in the penalty box yeah, for a couple yeah. months or so of a recommendation or <laughs> right, so where I just right. have to like like serve my suspension. But yeah, he's in shot collar. He is in shot collar. Yeah. Which is, um, yeah. But that's the thing is, is that's he like he hitched his wagon to that style of character. He had a good long run of those types of guys in in like shot collar. Yeah, he did, but he's like he was also like playing a little bit. So you'll see early, and this is why the overexposure, because, you know, it made me think of, man, I knew I was going to go for his name. I was supposed to write it down. I was trying to think of what is the actor? No, we are not doing this on the podcast. Oh, my. I just have to remember. Um, he was in The Gift. Yep. In The Gift. Oh, Jason the. Bateman. Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. Yes. Oh, actually, he directed The Gift. So, hey. So he started out with a little bit of Joel Edgerton vibe to me. Like he's showing up on the scene. You're starting to get his name. You're starting to like put him together. Maybe Joel Edgerton had a little bit of overexposure. I'm not sure where he's at, but he's definitely like, if you just look at this rundown of movies, like there was, you know, pops up in Baby Driver, uh, Wind River in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, The Accountant in 2016. You know, it's just kind of there before he starts getting his leading role. And now it's just off to the races. Like we own this city, which I just got done watching. He's, absolutely great in in the mini saints of newark which i know that was you know kind of a movie but it was like a tv movie shows right. up in there like does the king richard role and this is all 2021 and then uh two episodes of the bear which is kind of one of the most popular tv shows going on right now which and was then, uh, can i just say this real quick jump in there buddy 
I enjoyed the bear. That was very good. Uh, love the kid from Jeremy Allen White, the the lead who is also in Shameless, which I, I Shameless. we also like that too. Uh, but did we need to cast John Bernthal as the older brother in the bear? That's, did, it that's need, did we need to have that? That's, that's we didn't need his level overexposure, yes, of of actor in that smallish role. Great role. He did perfectly fine in it. But to your point, it's like you watch that, you're like, oh, here's this guy making a fucking run at like you know major po- major uh picture major motion pictures i couldn't think of the word there you go Fuck. yeah i gotta get there mm-hmm. one of these days great pod. great pod you know and then it's like <laughs> yeah and then you know you got the saints of new york you got king richard you got uh you know all these fucking shows come on man Listen, give, give a little something for someone else so yeah if, if the american gigolo wasn't coming up which he's obviously the lead in then yes. i'd be kind of less concerned but it's it's this the bear showing up and then we own this city what i can give like the tip of the map to is the fact that we own this city is a mini series mm-hmm. so here's here's my advice for not overexposure because if we keep this up i think we're going to be getting into over-exposure. we're going to be burned burned out burn so, so here's like what I that? Do. that was a pun god damn i'm it. on fire today i absolutely, not, I absolutely i'm not it. burning <laughs> so we got we we have we have american gigolo coming up in 2022 here's yeah. a game plan for 2023 okay take so a we break can do we can do one more mini series, mini series. Okay. The thing is like, it can't be a recurring role. I think that's what is smart on. We own this city. Cause I'm not sure about American Jiglo, but if those, both of those are recurring series, we got a real problem on our hands. And then that opens it up. Let's get a couple more movies. Let's just get a salivating again to see you, what you do well. Cause you're a great actor. You just give me hungry for it. Don't let me get like a little, just like a little nibble on the bear and let that satiate me. And just mm-hmm. be okay. Like, get mm-hmm. me really get my. And then if you got to do one more thing, like two movies. So two movies, one miniseries, 2023. That's what we're doing. Try to get in the Scorsese Killers of the Flower Moon. Team up with Scorsese again. Always, always do that. And then if you need just one more bite at the apple, let's go something a little opposite here. Play against all the serious stuff we're doing because I know you probably have it. Let's host SNL, not the fucking ESPYS. Let's host Saturday Night Live. Just do it once. Get out there, remind us that you have a sense of humor. Da, da. Da, da. I like that. I like the cap. that. I the like cap, that. Bro. That's the crescendo. That's, that's, that's winter, winter season, it right? Mini series, two movies, host SNL 2023 wrapped up. And here's the thing with Mr. John Bernthal that I, yes. I want to appreciate is, is I get it, man. You're an actor. You're fucking grinding. You've worked your entire life. You got kids. Ain't yeah. no shame in the game if you just fucking stack a paper. I get it, bro. Oh, yeah, do it. Yeah, don't slow. You know what? Do it. Maybe it's time to get back a little bit. Why don't you pop on MAB Sports Podcast on <gasps> episode yep. 240? There you go. All will be forgiven. <laughs> well, you've got Figure that's the out. other thing, too. Is Trust me, <laughs> you will not be overexposed on this podcast. <laughs> just... If anything, this is what <laughs> this is what some refer to as a passion project. <laughs> just, just bury yourself in those things. <laughs> hidden hallways of podcast of your and right. then somebody will stumble upon you well here's the thing is, is we'll do a one we'll do a home and away because he's also got a podcast too he we does, totally love this right. fucking, yeah fucking i was like I what's remember. this podcast real ones with john bernthal real ones yep real listen ones to, man uh, yeah listen to it promoting that on the uh bill simmons podcast yep for sure um all right dad dad let's jump into the dad, inbox dad. real fast dad, dad. um did i take screenshots of these here they 
I did take screenshots of it. Good. Okay. Um, this is from Bing. Sends in. Hey, Smarty Pants. College football alignment talk is so hot right now. Sports writers are talking and talking heads love to speculate where teams will go and why. Why do these experts always reference academic values when looking for compatibility? For example, they keep saying Notre Dame would fit into the Big Ten because of academics. At this point of the game, why the fuck would Notre Dame or any school care about that? If playing Ole Miss or Missouri, you can get $100 million per year. Who cares if the stadium is full of dummies? Oh, he did say, why the fuck? Um, so <laughs> two questions, right? Do you see this? Is this something to talk about, quote, unquote, academic fit? And is it just like this full of shit thing where we really act like we care about these players' education? Um, so I don't, I don't think that the, in my personal opinion, I could be wrong on this, but I don't think the academics is again is for like the players it's for like a competitive um alignment right where if if i'm stanford and i go to the sec inherently it's harder for me to get students um enrolled on campus with stanford's rigorous academic requirements which don't change i mean parentheses around that but you you have to you have to have a little bit different of an sat score than going to fucking you know ufc or florida state or you know i'll name another florida school university of florida i'm just shitting on the florida schools but <laughs> but or like bama or Ella or, or or auburn you know what i mean so it's less for the players and more for if i join a conference where like in the Notre Dame, like Purdue's a good school, Michigan's a good school. Like we know we have kind of like a standoff academically where I know that, you know, like everyone's not just shooing these guys that could barely, barely qualify for college in. So there's a little bit of this like, all right, we're, you know, we're all calling it even Steven on the academic front. It's not for the kids. It's for the schools and recruiting. Okay, so you just want that whatever that academic hurdle is to be the same throughout the conference. Yeah, relatively speaking, yeah, as close as it can come, you know. So and, if, one, if one if one team is playing football with a bunch of nerds, like all the teams in that yeah, conference, yeah, nerd conference. Okay. Yep, and then you don't want that because then they're going to be letting in every athlete that couldn't qualify to any of their schools in. And uh, I want to say I don't know what the what the Venn diagram of you know smart athletes that are are that are out there, but. You know, some of these schools are really hard to get into, you know. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I'm yeah. not putting you down, athletes. I could do it. I went to Central Michigan University. I'm a dope. I went to Kansas and I didn't make the football team. And that football there you go. team ain't no good. Ain't ever good. <laughs> um, all right, bro. Neapolitan showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. We are doing, okay, I said, so at the top of the show, I believe, and I got corrected, I said best bar movies. Uh, this is from email or the pod set this in. We're doing best bar scenes. Great. Uh, jump, jump right into that. Uh, my number three, I'm going to go with, all right, The Way Back with Ben Affleck. 
So watching this during the pandemic with Ben Affleck's, this is kind of this a deep dive recent movie, but it is like for bar scene. It's not a pick me up bar scene. It's not a feel good bar scene. This movie is about an alcoholic. Have I seen? Is this the basketball coach one? Yeah. Yeah, Yes. I've not seen this one yet. Okay. Well, no spoilers. Something sad happens when we witness something sad, but he's trying not to go back into this bar, but they do it in a single shot. So it's just, it's a really gorgeous tracking shot. Like you go from inside of the truck. So this is with no cuts. So you're on a steady cam. You go from inside of the truck. He gets out of the truck. You swivel around behind him. You follow him as he walks all one shot. As he walks into the bar, he orders the beer, the beer set down in front of him, you know, trying not to drink the camera. Like, does just kind of this 180 around to his opposite shoulder by the time like the beer just hits his lip for the first time. So it's just kind of like this struggle of not drinking that he gives up on and it just captures all in one shot with like the sad music playing. It's just probably not the tone the emailer had in mind, but it is my number three spot. <laughs> I like it. I dislike yeah. this movie's title because it reminds me of The Way Way Back. The Way Way Back. Yeah, I agree. Which is, which is a good movie. Did you see that movie, The Way Way Back? I did. I tried to start it on. It had like that Adventureland vibe. Like definitely like we're trying to like spike a little bit on like nostalgia for kids that like a little older than me, like those late 70, early 80 kids that were kind of growing up around the, the water park kind of vibe. Yeah. I, yeah. Sam Rockwell in there. Great. Sam, Sam Rockwell mm-hmm. is fucking fantastic. We should do a fucking Neapolitan, not now, but a Neapolitan Sam Rockwell. That's a good, that's a good hang. Oh, let's call it like rock, uh, rock better. Like Sam rock better movies or rock or rock the rock wellest. The rock Wallace of the, the bunch. The rock, the the rock, rock for, for whom the rock tolls. No, that'd be more like the rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, we can't That's do true, that yeah. one. Yep. Okay. Okay. No, I like We've it though. This enough. Working title, guys. Just let us yeah. be. We'll figure this out on the fly. <laughs> We're Googling everything else. Just let us have our fun. All right. Uh my uh, my number three. Uh you could pick any scene from this movie because it's all pretty much in a bar. Okay. But Give me the first real bar scene where Dalton goes to the double deuce. I'm talking about Roadhouse scene where he Roadhouse. first gets into the fight. He shows up at the double deuce. All of uh, uh, fucking Ben Gazar. I can't remember the guy's name. All of uh, all of those guys, his little henchmen are there and he fucking here comes Dalton and he fucks some dudes up, takes one to the side, takes a fucking knife slash right to the side, which is great. By the way, Patrick Swayze's got the most insane like hand placements of a fighter. He almost like curls his his fists in as he's getting ready to punch, and then unleashes the venomous sting of his fucking left fan, left fist. So, give me Roadhouse. You can pick any scene. Oh, but then that scene also too leads to the signature quote from uh, from the movie. He goes to get stitched up. The doctor is going through because he carries his medical records with him in roadhouse <laughs> sure of course which yeah, is yeah. fucking what you do uh she goes down the litany of things and she asks him for fucking uh like like uh pain meds basically to stitch him up he says he doesn't need it she goes do you like pain he goes pain don't hurt fucking boom oh damn so i think i saw this movie like once when i was seven which i don't know doesn't check out so it's it's been a beat so yeah, maybe, yeah. they're doing a remake of it with uh conor conor mcgregor Oh, it's that's that. right. It is. Yeah, have they? Has it come out? No, it hasn't come out. No, it hasn't come out. No, no. But it's just it's 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 in the mix. Like yeah. I guess um, it's not going to be good. Guarantee that. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, but I will check that out. Um. All right. I'll give you. We'll say the cover charge was um, six bucks to get into the roadhouse. So you got six. Um. I'm going to say the Coors Light that Ben Affleck slammed down in the way back cost 
three dollars on happy hour. It was the middle of the day, three to six. Ooh. I'm number two spot. Um, we see if you can even name what this is from. So this is. The, I don't the, like your. First off, I don't like your tone when you're saying it. <laughs> like, no way. Well, I mean, just like this is this this is just like one of my movies. So you have to kind of, but it's just like my name. Um, my name is Quiz Kid Donnie Smith, and I have a lot of love to give. Oh, this is Magnolia. Magnolia, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is, is of, a great fucking scene. This is a really good great. scene. Yeah, it yes. has because you have um, you have Super Tramp playing in the background. Yep. You know, you have him like you think he's like there trying to like he sees the guy with the braces. He has the older guy that's hitting on the bartender with the braces, and then like a replay of, like of his or the quiz shows, quiz shows on. So it's all kind of building up to this mm-hmm. thing, and he like expresses his love for Brian, the bartender. And he's like, "I'll be good to you. I'll be really good to you." And then he goes to the bathroom and throws up. It's just great. William H Macy, just top of the line, like just great far scene. This is this is a, I totally forgot about this scene. This is a great scene. The second you mentioned the the quote of that, the, having the lot of love, it's so sad and like you're kind of happy that Donnie's like trying to go for it, but it's like, oh, this yeah. is all the wrong time to be doing Donnie it. Then you got close this. Yeah. That, Donnie, you're not going to fucking close this gap. Dude. <laughs> Plus yeah. you got the, you got the old guy. That's really yeah. fucking shitting on it. It's kind of it's, him a little bit. Yeah. It's rough. Uh, I own Magnolia. I hope I, I own a DVD oh, of Magnolia. Right. <laughs> I just want you to say it. My, my bad for doubt. That's all right. It's all right. It. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Um, so my, my number two, I think this is, this set a lot of uh, our first experiences as, as kids in a bar scene. Um, give me the fucking cantina scene in Star Wars, right? This is this is every fucking George Lucas's wild journey. You got Han Solo, Chewbacca. We're fucking seeing crazy shit. I think one of the chicks had like a bunch of tits. I don't remember. It was wild. <laughs> Everyone remembers, uh, you know, the music. I love this scene, Han Solo blasts that guy. Fuck those guys. Give me Star Wars, the can- Cantina well, scene. Yeah, I know Eric, a friend of the pod, would give you all the points. I don't know if I've seen this scene. How the Maybe, f- have you not seen Star Wars? No, there's a couple, like a couple of, I've seen Rogue One, and I think I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces of the other ones. I mean, we've, talk, we've talked about Star Wars. It doesn't have yeah. the thing, is this where like uh, someone... Someone shoots someone underneath the table, but then yep. they didn't want him to shoot first, so they like re-edited, edited or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. This, yeah, yeah I think okay. so. This is, I think that is, and you know, and, and I a, think, I, I think the bunch of tits, tits. I think that's three tits, and I think that's total recall. Oh, when they're in a bar, and he's like, "You make me wish I had three hands," which is, I am, yep, hilarious. you're right. Ooh, <laughs> damn. Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna. No, I'm missing my, my three. futuristic bar scenes. <laughs> I'm dick- How did that not make it on my one? fucking on my list? Maybe <laughs> yeah, I, I just merge those fun. two together. Make so. Uh, so you're minus three. Uh, I believe the old guy takes out a twenty dollar bill and rolls around. So I'll give myself twenty points. So there's oh, twenty three, twenty three to three. Uh, all right. Any console bracket, real quick? Any console? I bracket? do. Yeah. So uh, console bracket. So I had a TV scene, but it's so good. I wanted to say, it. did you see the uh, Mayor of Easttown? Yes. Okay. So I'm talking about Evan Peters when he gets hammered with Kate Winslet, and then he's just talking about like how his wife left him and just lost interest with him, and he like kind of tries to make a drunk pass for Kate, Kate Winslet. Yeah. It's just like it's such a great fucking monologue, and he's just like so. Like all of mine are like sad dudes in bars. <laughs> I, I was gonna like, say you've got a definite tone of your fucking neo. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's just like he is so amazing in that fucking scene. So I, I wanted to I want to throw that on there. And then real fast, I just put together a sub list of just Tom Cruise bar scenes real fast. I have yes, I'll just cocktail. do my three real fast. And yeah, so, so cocktail, but the one where he's working at the bar in the sand and he has to pick up the chick and he's just like, wouldn't be any fun if they just fell over with their legs in the air. Yeah. That part of the scene. Um, then in color of money, werewolf in London, werewolf when he's singing and he's going around like that. That's fucking awesome. That is such a good scene. So good. Yeah. And the camera's spinning around the entire time. And he's he's just fucking doing karate. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he's just a, and then a few good minutes, just like uh, you're a lousy fucking softball player, Jack. When he can't figure out what else he can possibly say to Kevin Bacon when he walks out, and just got to get a few good men on if you have a can if you have a Tom Cruise list. Now, now this is making me wonder. Yeah, if Tom Cruise made it into your number one spot, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna. I'm All gonna right. pull the trigger. I'm already down three points. I probably should. Did you have some consos? For- oh, I do have some consos. Yeah, you should definitely go for it because I had a sub list, like a subcategory of this list that even that one, the Tom Cruise specific one, might still smoke your regular list. Yes, so I go for it. But <laughs> might smoke, man. Yes, <laughs> could could for sure. Um, give me fucking Goodwill Hunting when Will uncorks on that Harvard douche. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's really a really good. fucking yeah. good one. Classic, and then yeah. I love. I, swall- I swallowed a bug. Casey Affleck. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I also, well, I also love the two with the follow up of the scene where he sees the guy and he's, you know, the do you like apples? Yeah. What? Yeah. Do you like apples? I can get yeah. that apples thing. Yeah. Like the odds of him actually liking apples and that joke working out versus the awkwardness of him being like, I don't like apples or I can't hear you because of this double plated window. Not worth yeah. the toss of the dice, but a little movie magic, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let me suspend yeah. belief on this. Um, I almost. Didn't know if this quite qualified as a bar scene, but I'm going to give it because Spider was fucking serving drinks at the pool, uh, pool game in Goodfellas. Yeah, the poker game. The poker game. Excuse me. I said pool. I meant poker. Yes. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'll give it to it because they're playing underground at the bar. Yeah, yes, so they're exactly. inside a bar. They're playing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then I also had cock- cocktail when fucking they it's so insane to stop a like dance club in the middle of like a hot Saturday night to have the oh, yeah. bartender fucking <laughs> do poetry is fucking wild. I had on, on my, I said, um, I said not his poem because it's embarrassingly bad. When I made my cocktail, like I want yeah. to be clear about the scene. Cause it was just, he does that or yeah. And he's like, or ever in doubt, go with the shot. And it's just like, Ain't no, but I don't care how attractive you are. No bartender is that attractive. Everyone's just booing like, you. Be like, oh, I don't want to drink. I just want to hear stand-up poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. Um, so then I'm gonna have to go. I think TC snuck your way into. I think I think you, I think you fucking threw me off the scent here with your number one. I think the TC gonna show up. I'm talking the Top Gun scene. Mm. They do. You've lost that love and feeling. As your number one, I didn't get it, but I, I'm, I, it's a, it's a worthwhile effort. No good. Yeah, you had, yeah. I think, I think this one just had the, you had to throw the hail mary. Not, not up there. Not a big enough fan of that jam. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a pretty good scene. My number one was um, it's gotta be Goodfellas. Now go get your fucking shine box. Yeah. Same Ooh, before. that that one. I didn't have the. I had the. I had the. What am I? A clown to you, Henry? Yeah, or what am I a clown? Do I'm hearing oh, music? Yeah. That's also in a bar too. 
That's a, yeah. They're all. I had that's three. Really close. Yeah. I had three Goodfellas because I oh. I didn't want to put you under the Goodfellas scent. I had the Shine yeah. Box. I had that one, and I had Spider. So I was like, I don't want to give yeah. too much because yeah. A lot of lot of good bar scenes. Thanks for that. Uh Brandana clearly the winner. Clearly right, the Brandana, winner. Tom yep, right there. Yep. A lot of heart. I give you heart. I give you suspense. Yeah. Check out Roadhouse. Um, all right. Brandon Gambling Corner. Bring us to that jam. AFC East. Mm. It's an interesting division. So this it is, is where isn't things it? get interesting. It is. It, it kind of is. Like, I mean, there's going to be, you know, for a while, especially when the Patriots were just cooking with gas before Josh Allen really like clicked it all together. This was, oh shit, AFC East mess up, matchup, like pass. I know we're taking a little step back with uh, a possible injury to, uh, was it Zach Wilson? Yep. yep. Yeah. So that's a, a little bummer to hear, you know, especially when a team that's been so bad for so long kind of gets a little momentum hearing shit like that work against them. But yeah, it was a, a little rough blocking of these numbers because there's a couple teams where you have to figure out just the public's love and how, you know, how much Vegas is going to cook that in. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing is, is I feel bad for, let's start with the Jets while we're talking about the, the sure. injury there. Yeah. Where, where do you see, where do you see it at right now? Because I, I, I wonder how much really the the Wilson injury is going to like, yeah, completely knock that number it. down. Yeah, yeah. So I think where an injury like that, I think the higher you get up in win totals, like the more damage it does, right? Like a like a Patrick Mahomes injury, like really is just going to kind of topple down that win total by you know two and a half, three. Yeah, I think with these teams a little lower that really haven't proven it, it's not quite like back bacon maybe like a half to a full game i don't know i just i still think this is the team that's on the outside looking out even though like i sneakily like them to maybe take second place in the division i have vegas put them at seven wins oh i had five and a half because even with it and i and i felt like that this was just too low but i didn't like their schedule when i looked at their schedule the wilson thing made me concern the uh the becton the tackle made a concern and I just didn't. I just didn't really like it, even though I like Robert Saley, the the or Sali, the head coach there. I did it five and a, five and a half, which I felt was really low, and that's what DraftKings had it at was five and a half. Five and a half. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. that definitely feels low to me. I like the I like the over on that. Um, I'll do I'll do one Mabby just because. Um, because of the injury, you know, if, if I knew we were coming out hundred percent, maybe not just like them trying to put lipstick on a pig and make us all feel okay and not freak out if they're just trying to put a positive spin. So it's hard to know that I do. I do like one map on the over. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to stay away from this just because okay. I was right on it with it, even though I was, I, I like this team. I, I, I really want this team to kind of surprise me because I really want them to just have a fucking minute to like, get their guy and all that other yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, and it sucks because I kind of feel like for Zach Wilson, even though it's totally not his fault, this is like, all right, well, this is like, he's in that Tua realm 
where it's like, ah, well, if you don't do well, then we're fucking out on you. And it's like, it ain't his fault. You know what I mean? Like this is a tough yeah, spot. Five, yeah. Five and a half feels like a little bit of a, a, a buy low opportunity, but you know, there's a Pittsburgh game, a couple of Miami games. Uh, I see the bears there on the schedule. Um, I don't hate it, but you'll definitely have to, I mean, there's a vibe you're going to get on this team after they first come out and see if that goes the right way. I mean, at Denver, I think they can win, but not going to bore you guys with going through the entire schedule, but I'll do one mad B dollar on the over five and a half. What's next. Got it. Um, <clears throat> let's go to the top of the league here. Let's talk about Buffalo bills. 13 seconds. This is a completely different narrative and storyline heading into this. Oh season. yeah. Yeah. That's why do you think, uh, do you think if you think they beat Cincinnati? Or do you think they yeah. beat? Uh, yeah, I think it beat Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean they're just like there's nothing to show that their off offensive power, uh, like it was going to slow down at all. I mean, especially again. I mean, I guess you kind of say that about like KC. Also, I just I don't think you get the odds of two teams kind of rolling in there and and being that boneheaded. I mean, especially with the uh, the home field advantage. Yeah. Um. So. And and they lose Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator, but they backfill it with some guys that have been there. Uh, Ken Dorsey, or excuse me, uh, Ken Dorsey, they they move up. Joe Brady, they bring in right the passing coordinator from Carolina, but everyone else they keep kept the same. Sean McDermott's there, pretty much return everybody. Yeah, running it back. Uh, I mean, obviously the favorite in this division. I, I believe the favorite, if not tied, with Kansas City to win the conference. Um, again, the 17 games always throws me off a little bit. I'm going to bump it by half a game in real time. I hope it's high enough. I mean, just looking at this, I'm going 12 and a half wins. I had 12 and it is 11 and a half, 11 and a half. Okay. Yeah, man. You're telling me they could lose five games out. It just seems, especially with like, I mean, it's getting to be a little harder place to, to play. That yeah, but that that's the thing is, is I, this is like that, that, that dangling in front of me where it's like, all right, do we pull yeah. this trigger on and over, you know, cause it's like, this is a 13 and four team. Yeah. I wouldn't no, do it. I don't feel good about it. No, I'm, I'm good. I mean, there's, there's slow, there's slow starts and I don't know. It's just, it's a little too, I mean, really for those overs to hit, like, I just have to be like 1000%. I mean, there's talk a little bit about like, could there be Josh Allen regression? I mean, I think all this is like fingers crossed and probably not the instinctually natural line that'll take, but I mean, I, I don't want to bet on a Buffalo team and then be cross my fingers and hoping that they can, they can eclipse that uh, gets 12 wins. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm staying out. I am too. I'm, I'm right there with you. Now we get to some of the fucking meat and potatoes of this thing. This is where it gets interesting. We might, we might have some divisive pod here. on this. <laughs> um, Let's go. Let's go. Let's go with the Patriots. The Patriots. Patriots. Okay. So this is a team that I think America likes to bet. I think we're kind of holding on to the Patriots of yesteryear. I don't have them in the bottom of this division. I just don't mm -hmm. really see how you can go. And we're still talking slightly above 500 ball. I have them at nine wins and I hope it's high enough and it should be high enough. I had them at eight wins. DraftKings has them kind of in that dead center, square in the middle, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah, I just bumped yeah. it up. I bumped it up by 0.5. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Make you make you make your choice. Um, I think, B, 
Yeah. I think this could be the fade of the entire fucking pot. This could be a bad New England Patriots team. Here's why. A lot, you know, they didn't really add anybody from the defense when they lost a bunch of people on the defense. Yeah. They didn't really draft for anything. They drafted the kid from Chattanooga. No, no offense to Cole Strange, but even uh, Sean McVay and the GM were making jokes like, oh, we were hoping to get him in the fourth round. Belichick took him first overall a guard. They bring in a couple wide receivers, Devontae, Parker, the kid from Baylor, Thornton. And then here's the thing that I really dislike. And maybe this could just be my own like visceral hatred. But they bring in Joe Judge, the Jets or Giants fucking uh, head coach who flamed out in a season and a half. An offense where last year they were 31st overall in total yards. Well, he's their fucking like offensive assistant. Uh, they don't really have an offensive coordinator. And then they bring in one Mr. Matt Patricia oh. to be their senior offensive advisor slash offensive line coordinator. All sorts of rumblings in this offseason about Mac Jones not quite fully grasping the new offense and offensive line not really kind of cohesively filling in together. New scheme in there. And you've got... Two guys, one of them was a fucking special teams coach and then a head coach that was fucking awful. And then you have Patricia, who was a defensive coordinator guy in New England for years, hasn't coached offense as a position group since like 2005. How is this team going to get after they look after they're trying to backfill Josh McDaniels? Yeah. Um, how, how are we going to how are we going to go up from here? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it does. Yeah, it feels. Uh, my nine was just kind of feeling what I think the public would go. Here's no, no, no. Nine. I had, I had, I had eight, and it's eight and a half. So eight. I'm right, I'm right yeah. there with you. Yeah. But if I'm looking at this, because I'm, I'm looking at, we're looking at it from the gambling perspective, not what yeah. we think is going to happen. And yeah. I'm looking at this going, oh, this could be a, this could be a six and eleven team this year. I love it. Yeah, let me put. I, I love the fade. I'll, I'll put a Mabby dollar on you. We'll do one Mabby dollar. Is that enough? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. I want to go so high because at yeah. a certain point, there's a tipping point of rooting against Belichick, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that's what I say. Like coming out of the gate, like their first like six games at Miami, at Pittsburgh. You know, like a Baltimore that's on its way up at Green Bay, Detroit, at Cleveland, and then Chicago after that. So I don't know, like that's still like, that's right in 500 territory for me. So right. I'm just wondering if they're able to like tread water, get a little bit of confidence that they could do it. But I, yes, I, I completely agree with you. There's been nothing like offensive weapon wise, but eventually like we've been seeing with there's enough mediocre teams, like I'm just gonna have to take Belichick to rise over that. Yeah. Right, the, our last one. Yeah. No, no, I was gonna say, and then you got, you know, two wins against the jets potentially. And then, you know, you've got two games against uh, this team right here, the Dolphins. Yep. And I know I'm you're low three, on them. I'm doing three Mabby dollars blind on the under. Because all I've been hearing about from everyone I meet is just how much they love this. John Barenthal, just absolutely big, just huge on the Dolphins too. Like is everybody surrounded by Dolphins stuff. Um, I'm going to say that they put this at nine wins. You smoked it. I had them at, at eight and a half. It's nine. Um, here's, here's my sell on it. I like the head coach. I like Mike McDaniel. I'm a little biased because 
one of my favorite comedians, Dean Soder, actually grew up with Mike McDaniel as a kid. And I've heard about him since he was a running back, uh, a game coordinator for the 49ers. So maybe a little bias in here. Mm. I like I like his youthful exuberance, but he brought in some some veterans and yeah, and they retained yeah. their special teams uh, coach from last year and the defensive coordinator from last year, which was a slightly above average defense. So they bring this defense back that I think, what were they nine and eight last year? Yeah. Oh, they're nine and eight. Yeah. So they, they bring all, they bring those key path things back. Then they bring in Mike McDaniel with his kind of San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan ways. They load up on Tyreek Hill. I know you're a little, he's a bomb. He's a bomb to you. <laughs> it's more about me not believing in Tua than it is Hill. I hear you. I get it. I get it all. all right. I get it all. I'm right yeah. there with you. Right. So, and, and and I do think like Tua has been unjustly like fucked with. I think Tua is the prime example. We look at a young quarterback coming in a situation where the, the previous coach didn't want him there, didn't like him, and a little bit of damaged goods, needed, needed a little bit of coaching up. I still think the skill set's there. I still like the arm. If you go back to, I think injuries have taken a downgrade on him. Uh, but I, I like him to step up a little bit incrementally. We're not asking him to do a ton. This is a, this is a, this is a 10-win team. Give me a dollar on the over. The first one we're actually split on three, Mabby under one, Mabby over. Uh, do you want to sum up where Mab dollars are at on this one? Yes, sir, I do. We both, uh, B's got a Mab on the over for the Jets. Yeah. Taking that, we're both fading that that Patriots under nine wins. Mm-hmm. Give us a Mabby dollar on on that for both of us. Then we're split. B's going all in, three on the under. Fucking exuberant, all in on that. <laughs> Give me one dollar on the over, and then we said stay away on our bills. Stay with the bill. The first one we've been split on. Um, all right, still two more divisions to go, guys. This has been MAB Sports Podcast episode two thirty. One MVPs real fast. I'm going to give the 31 other teams that didn't make a move on to Sean Watson. What a fucking disaster. Who do you got, buddy? <laughs> Look at this. I, I burned through this, the book, my journal. I have a new journal now, Ooh. a new brand new one. School started. I got my school supplies for the podcast. <laughs> this one started at, I think well, I looked at it earlier, episode 138 all the way through 230 it served me well look at this beacon of knowledge and somewhere I, I, this is my first one i don't know what to do with it now i might oh. save it i might send, <laughs> send it to the smithsonian, <laughs> smithsonian. that's yeah. perfect um i am brandon and i want you to sign yourself off most awesome want to know what the common element for the entire group I, i'll tell you i'll tell you the answer because i had that one i had that question Mab Sports Podcast. Mab Sports Podcast. It's it, it it's in a podcast. It's in the form of a podcast, and it's it's hot pod. It's mixed up with other impurities, and and in in there is a diamond of a podcast in hard form. Runway, style, 
fame. She likes fashion. Oh.